0: You're listening to the Six Figure Photography Podcast, where we teach you how to grow your photography business. If you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts, check out sixfigurephotography.com. Now, here's your host, Ben Hartley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Your host, and today is really exciting, man. I, I love doing this. The interviews that I get to have, sometimes I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, and and we had the chance to sit down with Nick MacArthur, and my conversation with her was amazing you guys. I really got excited about this. I think she has some some super interesting uh, ideas that will really help you guys out. To be honest, it really helped me out. Uh, and so I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about that. If you're just joining the SFP podcast for the first time at episode 27, let me tell you a little bit about what we stand for. My goal is to help you grow your photography business, to find abundance, not just in profits, but in joy and meaning, creativity, relationships, all the above, and for us, a huge starting point for that is understanding your own self-worth and providing value to every single person that you encounter. That is what six-figure photography is about. And uh, today, Nick, Nick is going to be talking a lot about identifying your it factor, why this is so important, really understanding why do people buy from you? Nick is a business coach and you guys, she just tells it how it is. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed how authentic uh, Nick was. And I can't wait for you guys to listen in on this. And so we're just going to jump right in. Uh, Here's me and Nick. Nick, one of my favorite questions to ask is just like, where, where are we talking from? I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Where are you at?
1: I am in Okotoks, Alberta, which is close to Calgary, Alberta. Canada, the Great North, the great strong north. and free.
0: Fantastic! I'm going to be up in uh, Canada uh, speaking at a Canada Photo Convention. Goodness, I think in like a month or two. I got to take a look at the calendar.
1: Are you doing the Toronto one or the Vancouver one?
0: Toronto. Where are you going to be? Yeah,
1: uh, I am not doing either of them. I've d- I've done them before. I have been. I have attended, and whatnot. Nice. Jasser's a cool dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Well, sweet, man. Um, okay. So let's we got to jump to some meat here. We got to start talking about some really cool stuff because uh, you guys, by the way, if you have not visited Nick's site, you, you got to do it. It'll actually, it'll really make you smile. It'll really make you feel like you can, um, I guess, be you. I don't know how to say it. I just had a really good time um, on our site. We'll make sure we got links down the show notes. But we're talking about why people buy from you. Um, And this is kind of a specialty of Nick's. But let's maybe, before we we get that focused on on why people buy, can you explain a little bit more about what you do with your site and even kind of like how you came about uh, putting out there what you have? Because what you've put out there on your website is not, I guess, conventional. Uh, It's not safe. Um, but let's start big. What, what do you do and and why do you, uh, represent it that way?
1: Uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I do is, or I guess the, the reason behind it all is like, I don't actually like most people. So <laughs> I'm kind of a dick. I, I'm like I just, I don't like people that much, but I have this belief that everybody has this thing about them that makes them likable. And everybody has this like, Like, everyone has friends, right? Everyone's mom likes them at least a little bit. And, like, what is that thing in that one person that, like, you can find Mm. to, like, even if they're a complete jerk? Mm. What's the, like, where's there's got to be this little golden nugget? Or, like, they wouldn't have a partner or a parent that still talk to them or, like, maybe friends. So, like, I do the thing where I'm... I'm searching for that one little golden nugget of like, why are you interesting? Why should I even care that you exist? Why should I not walk away from you? Because I'm an asshole. <laughs> sure. That's the truth. And so I find that whatever the reason is that I like someone is usually the reason that other people like them too. Mm-hmm. One of the, the many reasons, maybe. Uh, and so if you can find that thing and you can exploit the crap out of it, people will will – relate to it better, people yeah. will be interested. Everyone has this like little bit of interest in them, even if they're the lamest person ever.
0: What do you, like, do, you have a do you name for that? Do you call that something like, is it like they're, I've heard kind of people talk their about it factor. the it factor. I've yeah. heard another um, guest refer to it as like their meaningful difference. I don't know if it's the same thing necessarily.
1: Mine sounds cooler. Yeah, the it factor, yeah. I'm
0: down on that. Yeah, the it factor, okay cool. So that's what you do, you help, you help people find their it factor.
1: Help them find the one reason why everyone doesn't hate them.
0: Yeah. I, or that's an even <laughs> better way to put it. Now, are you focused mostly on just creatives, photographers, anybody? Who do you, who do you focus up on?
1: So I work mostly with like artistic solopreneurs. So yeah. it is, I work with writers. I work with uh, life coaches for some, like my wife's a life coach. And mm-hmm. so the life coach world likes me. Yeah. Um, it's a strange world. But yeah, <laughs> I work with those sorts of people, like li- writers, life coaches, um Doulas, photographers. Wait,
0: uh, what's a, a doula?
1: A doula is someone that helps you give birth to a child. I with, thought that was but, a
0: doctor, was, but okay. <laughs> but
1: with, it's like the emotional side. Ah, like, understood, you understood. Know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I you're,
1: to... you're like, your madness is showing through here. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you don't even need to know. But like, just a strange array of people painters, um, all the sorts of randomness, but they're usually creatives in some shape or form, and they're all almost entirely solo.
0: Yeah. Okay. So
1: a couple, but that's it.
0: Why is this so important to, um, like, or or rather, I mean, how will this help, help you to sell? Like, how will this help you, um, to understand why people buy from you?
1: Uh, I think the big thing is that, we don't have stores anymore and we don't just go to one brand anymore. It's not like you don't just hire the person that's in your neighborhood. Like you don't go to Ace Hardware because it's been there and their dads always had it and then now the son runs it and like it's a it's part of your community. You don't mm-hmm. do that anymore. There's too many people doing too many things and you have access to people all over the world. I mean, I live in Calgary but I'm getting my family photos done by someone who lives in California this month because why the hell not? I have access to it. right? Sure. Like, why wouldn't you want the, the best person? Why wouldn't you want a different perspective? And so it's not like everyone just goes to work for someone else anymore or you start your own little mom and shop business and your community supports you. Now we have to really sell ourselves because there's 8 billion people competing, you know? Yeah.
0: I totally get it, and that's something too I want to talk about because I think a lot of photographers struggle with how to differentiate themselves from other photographers. I mean, what you're referencing here is the fact that the entire universe is way more connected, and the entire universe is way more. Uh, maybe maybe I shouldn't. I should scale back from universe world. Uh, is way more competitive, right? Yeah. Uh, like we're we're all competing and and. I think photographers. Sometimes we have pity parties where we feel like our industry is more competitive than others, and that it's that might BS. be yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It might be like somewhat, maybe true in some way, but I don't think so. I think really every industry, everything. It's 2016, man. You can I can learn how to build a submarine tomorrow if I wanted to, just by googling it, right? Um, and put some other submarine building shop out of business.
1: <laughs> it's and crazy, like, man. It
0: sucks for them. Yeah. That's actually a goal of mine, by the way. Uh, Side note, just like I'm going to put this out there into the world, into the universe to hold me accountable. At some point, I want to prove to everybody around me that I can build a submarine uh, without any without any like professional submarine building contractors help just by Googling it. Um, so someday that'll happen. I think when I retire, that's what I'll do. I'll spend my years um, building a submarine. So anyhow. Uh, okay, cool. But we're going to talk that's about a great that.
1: aside. Say, say that again. That's a great aside. That's a great aside.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, how did you find out your it factor though? I want to talk about how we can find out ours, but I'm curious if, if you're, if you're helping others uh, find it, you know, what was the process that you took?
1: Uh, For me, I did the same thing that other photographers did. I was like, I'm a family photographer. Look, I have all these kids. I can do this shit. It's great. And so like I bought a shoot sack and I like got a 24 to 70 and I was like, I'm full frame, bitches, and I shoot on manual. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then you look around at all the other people that are like actually making money in family photography and I am lucky. I live in an area where like, when I started, Brandy Anderson was huge and she was just the WPPI, like fresh face, whatever. And mm-hmm. she was the like family photographer to, to like oh, everyone in the world looked at her. And then Dana Pugh lives like across the street from me. so And she's the 2012 Child Photographer of the Year and she speaks at CPC. And like the, the quality of photographers here was high. And I was like, okay – I'm going to be like them. I'm going to be child friendly and I'm going to speak to moms and like, cause those are the ones that have money and you have to go for the money. Right. And so like, <laughs> like, but like Brandy used to shoot, like I'm pretty sure she wore high heels to her sessions and like she's, she kills it. Like yeah. whatever. And Dana is like, her logo was a sock monk sock monkey. And she's like, she loves children. And I'm like, I don't really like kids. Like they're snotty and they're gross and they don't listen. And like, but I, I love the process of like interacting with people. For yeah. me, the photography is like the secondary bit. Um,
0: and and well, real quick, I'm going to, I'm going to inject that for a moment. You guys mm. uh, just as evidence of that, you know, normally these podcast interviews are just like audio only. And Nick was like, Hey man, that's cool. But I really <laughs> just need to like have some actual interaction. So can we turn on video so I can like see you? So I like know like what you're putting up. And uh, so it's real. It's totally true. I get it, Nick. Keep going. I just had to. I just had to let yeah, everyone know. Yeah, let
1: everyone know. Yeah, I outed head. you. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, I was like looking at these people, and I was trying to compete by being like super classy and like, look how professional I'm being, and I have all my commas in the right places and whatever. But at the end of the day, it was this. I had this concept that like only the only people that had money were people that were living like. I just loved being a mom and we're stay-at-home moms and like whatever. And then I just kind of changed my perspective. I work with a business coach who was like, why are you competing with people in high heels? Why are you competing with a person with a sock monkey? You're none of those things. And if you compete against them, you will literally lose every time. Hmm. Because you swear a lot and you think children are the worst but also the best. I have five of them. <laughs> um, and like, I'm like, no, I like my kids. It's not other people's. Uh and like, so I just realized to stop competing and I just kind of changed my whole perspective and stopped doing what I thought I was supposed to do yeah. and just really started being myself. And so my clients, like I went from having an, like, well, I was shoot and burn and I would go, I was like, yeah, I'm at $500. This is killing it. And like my average sale when i kind of stopped photographing family was, was 3,200. Yeah. And it was literally just from being, changing my perspective and changing who my client was and really it was just looking for like myself as a client instead of looking for like some perfect person who has a nanny and a beautiful house and whatever and my clients were like almost always their husbands were engineers and their the wives were teachers And they had to save their money for it. And it was like their big expense every year. And so they valued even more. I liked them even more. And they're all working. It was always working moms in a city where like 70% of the parents, like moms, are stay at home. And so it was a really interesting niche market. But my whole thing was like my big big switch was I ran a campaign called uh, The Mother Lovers. And I use like the whole like I don't know if you've seen the Justin Timberlake.
0: Oh, I've seen Andy it. Andy
1: Samberg. I use that as my whole Mother's Day campaign. Yeah. And like I, it was the first time I ever sold out. I was like, holy crap, this shit works.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you're kind of talking about, I mean, there's a few things that you brought up, but one of them is, you know, a lot of, a lot of times we talk about niching down, you know, niche, niche, Mm -hmm. niche, niche, niche. Niche. I can't
1: understand it. I say niche, but you can say niche. Uh,
0: And, um, and I think even what you're talking about though, is even further because most photographers get freaked out when I say, look. Uh, if you're going to do, um, you know, weddings, I I really want you to have a brand that's entirely focused on that Mm -hmm. for the sake of, of brand focus. Um, and what you're saying is look at, yes, you were families and kids, but you even, you focused up even within that to find your exact ideal client that wasn't something else. And you only focused on them. Am, am Am I, am I right in saying that?
1: Sort of. Yeah. I, I, I actually didn't, Focused down on what i shot i shot i branded myself mostly for families and kids but i shot like 10 weddings a year still okay cool and so it was that thing where like i branded i really niched down as so to speak uh on the people versus the what i was shooting very i wanted a very specific person i i always tell people okay go look at your three favorite clients go like really look at them and be like okay like pull out their picture, think about what card they showed up in, think about what their kids do as extracurricular activities, find all the common threads, because I guarantee you, you'll be able to find, if you take your three favorite clients, you'll be able to find 10 common threads easily.
0: I love that. I got to say that again, because I think this is really interesting. It's really exciting to hear someone talk about um, focusing up, niching down in a different way. That's not kind of vomited all over this industry. Uh, and that's not niching down what you're shooting, but it's niching down the people that you shoot for. Uh, that's, that's really cool, Nick. So then how did you define what your it factor was? How did you define like who these people were? You mentioned something about a business coach or, or some, you had someone in your life.
1: Yeah. I worked with Kristen Kelp of brain camp.
0: Um, I know nothing about that. Tell me more.
1: Uh, so Kristen Kelp it, was a business coach. She's actually in the process of shutting that side of things down and opening shunning. something
0: new up. Did you say shunning or shutting?
1: Shutting. But okay, shunning, I thought you were shunning. shunning. Is so much better shun. No shun. Um, yeah, she's shutting, she's shutting that down and starting something else up. But I worked with her um, just to kind of – I think what most, especially female photographers, really need when they start out is just someone to be like, oh, you're good enough. It's okay. You can charge that much. Because, like, especially – females we have this like oh i don't even know that anyone's gonna pay 500 dollars. we get all like we're men are a little hey, more hey can like i just wealthy. be clear
0: there's a lot of men out there who are feel just like i don't know i i get a lot of emails for some from some dudes
1: right I, when i think Everyone across the board feels so, like that. Women are a lot easier to admit that that's the issue.
0: There, there it is. The it's yeah. the admittance of it. You're it's right. The you of got it. Email no, we're just
1: ahead. like, oh, someone tell me I'm good enough. It's like, a, and like they all want a coach, but they don't actually want. They like email their favorite photographer. I'd love to take you for coffee. And what they're really asking is, will you tell me I'm good enough? It's okay. Yeah. And so, I like everyone else needed someone to tell me I was good enough. Yeah. Only I was like, I'm just going to hire someone to tell me I'm good enough. I'm <laughs> hire, and they can't say no. Uh, Cause it's better that way. And so I worked with someone that was like, okay, you're good enough. And I, that was really all that I needed was like, you are good enough. And you as a person outside of photography are interesting enough. Mm. Go with that.
0: We yeah. all
1: feel like we're not in we're We're in this thing where we're like, no, but I'm different because I capture moments with the camera I've been t- shooting photography since film was a thing in the dark room and they all have this like, no, but I'm different. But they're all saying the exact same friggin' thing, yeah. even though they're screaming that they're different and they are different, but they're talking about the wrong parts of them that are different. Guess what? 80% of photographers were born with a camera right out of the womb. It's just the way it is <laughs> like, in their soul. And if it wasn't that, it was like, I've always been telling stories. I've always been pursuing art as a passion yeah. It's very rare that it's like, yeah, I don't really care about cameras, but I like people. So I pick one up and like it lets me talk to them. Like that's way more rare.
0: Yeah. So you're talking about um, re- like relating to people outside of uh, side of the camera
1: away. No one gives a crap about your freaking camera. Yeah. They have zero shits to give. They yeah. have zero shits to give about your camera or about where you went to school to take photos or if you went to school to take photos or how long you've been doing it they don't give a crap yeah the average client can't even tell if you're any good that's the real hard sad friggin' truth of the industry these days is that they can tell shitty from amazing but they can't tell all the crap in between yeah they can't tell good from great they can't tell great from like fair they can't like you know like they just they there's these bigger than life people out there that are creating images that we can't even that most people can't even come close to and we're all like they're photography gods and like the average person doesn't give a shit about it they're like then they take my photo are they cocky enough that i feel like paying them 10 grand wicked like that's what it comes down to you know there's jonas peterson is amazing but there is something in him that is different that allows him to charge what he charges because he's partially just ballsy enough to do it. <laughs> Second, that he's really, really interesting. And third, that he looks at the world in a different way and he can somehow make you feel that. It has nothing to do with his images. Although he's great, I'm, I can't shoot like him, but like the average person can't tell the difference in that.
0: Yeah, it's cool. His I mean, clients uh, can't tell. Yeah, I'm speaking with Jonas uh, Peterson at Mystic um, next year. Did you work with him on finding his it factor, or are you just kind of... No, I'm no. just throwing
1: it out there. Yeah, cool. I, was, I was just curious. Just because everybody knows who Jonas Peterson is, yeah. right? Everyone is like, he's he Jonas Peterson. Yeah. That guy doesn't need an it factor from me. He knows what his it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, he worked in advertising for as long as he did. He knows exactly what his it is.
0: Yeah, so you, talk, you talked a bit about, like... Um, you know, having someone tell you that you're good enough and being able to believe that you're actually like worth charging what it is. It's I think so many photographers uh struggle with just like being comfortable accepting money. Like we all want it. It's weird. Like behind closed doors we're like people won't pay me and then people try to pay you And you're like, like, freak out. You're (laughs) like, no, you can't pay me. Like, (laughs) what what do you say to that photographer who really struggles with being comfortable accepting money for, for their, and I think it comes down to because it's their art, because they enjoy Mm -hmm. doing it because they don't, they feel like, why is someone paying me for doing what I love? What do you tell that person?
1: I mean, it's two things. It's one, the more you accept, the more willing you have to be to compromise. Often you have to like, For $10,000, guess what? You have to shoot the damn family formals. Yeah,
0: I do. All right? Yeah, I do. (laughs) you,
1: You have to do it, and you have to do it well. It's these things that you're like, oh, fuck, I have to eat a shit sandwich. You know, everyone, every job, no matter whether it's your passion or not, there's a shit sandwich you have to eat. And the more money you make, the happier you have to be about eating it. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. And so there's a the part where people are really subconsciously sabotaging themselves so they can stay true to their art and be that artist because starving artists are way more artists than rich artists. Right. Sure. It's, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sarcasm. It's, it's, in theory, yeah.
0: um, it's a, by the way, that's bullshit. Just so I can be simple, clear. Okay, keep going, Nick.
1: <laughs> for, for all being so sarcastic, uh, I did air quotes, but I forget you can't see them. Yeah. And the other thing being that we're really we're afraid to like say them the word out loud. We're uncomfortable with it, and we're afraid that we can't live up to the amount of money. Mm. So I usually will make clients like practice standing in front of the mirror and being like, "Hi, my family sessions are this." The prints start at this and like getting really comfortable saying their prices Mm -hmm. because if if you can't say them with a straight face, if you can't like straight up own what you're worth and even if that number is $200, you have to start somewhere, right? So you have to say that and you have to say it with conviction and the moment you hesitate and you're like, yeah, it's like $300, like Mm -hmm. no one's – like there's no – that feels gross in my body as someone who's hearing it is, is, there, is there a reason it's three hundred dollars? like are you secretly going to run with my money are you do you have leprosy? what's going on that like whether I say three hundred dollars or what yeah, it's ten thousand dollars versus like, yeah, I started at ten grand, and from there like there's a certain amount of like psychological game that's happening
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the way that you speak, so honestly, it's just about practicing. Saying it and getting a number, even if that number is low, being able to start saying, this is what I charge, this is what I'm worth. And the moment you can get to that, then you start practicing the next number up. Yeah. And until you can say it with a straight face, there's no point in even asking for it.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, people's BS meter is so incredibly high. And mm-hmm. uh you like you have to believe it. We focus a lot about on prints with Stalin Story Creative and yeah. and we make sure that every single client has an album and wall art and they don't all just get digital files. We like we want them to have print, but man, we fully believe, convicted yeah. in our hearts that print actually matters that print is better than digital i used to believe that digital was like the best option right because i can go make all the prints i want in the world uh and i had to actually take this own like journey from my own personal life to realize you know what like print like digital just dies online no one ever sees mm-hmm. it my little baby girl won't walk up the stairs and see a digital file of her uh somewhere like it's just not there gonna happen
1: b-stick even exist who knows, you know, like,
0: (laughs) uh, anyhow. So I think that's just part of it is you really have to believe, uh, what, what you're trying to sell people. And if you can't do it, uh, then you need to start there. Um, I want to switch back for a minute here, Nick, I want to talk again, uh, going back to the it factor. And I want to go back to, um, there's kind of a couple thoughts. One is on your website, you say that, um, You, you can't identify your own it factor, right? You listening out there, you photographer driving to work right now that you can't identify your own it factor. Um, Nick, can you explain that a little bit better? Um, what, I mean, what if someone believes that they can?
1: So I would say that it's that, like, it's that generalization of like the 80, 20, 80% of people can't actually identify their own it factor. Mm -hmm. 20% of people are reflective enough and have done their enough like self work and whatnot, and some people are just like good at stepping back and being to, like, oh, people like me because of this, sure. you know, um, but most people can't. And it's because we all have our own stories about things. Right. Mm-hmm. So we all have this, like, for me, my it factor is that I am cooler than most people. I am. I have more swagger than you. I am cooler than you. I have, my kids have cooler names. <laughs> I have a hotter wife. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just cooler than most people. It sounds like such a douche thing to say. I couldn't have ever identified that myself because I'm like, whatever. I'm this like, I actually own the the domain name lame in real life because I'm a big friggin' loser. Like, it but is. Hold
0: not- on, real quick, you also own the domain name Epic Danger.
1: <laughs> it's true. Lame in real life and Epic Danger. I own them both uh, because I'm a loser. I like it's nothing for me not to leave my house for an entire week. I'm so hermity, and like, it's just that when I do walk out of the, the house and I do talk to people, I have a little more swagger than most. I have a pretty good understanding of like human connection and I don't know why that comes across the way it does but like if you were to ask me long before I knew what my factor was I'd be like oh I'm just su- I'm super insecure I'm such a nerd it's fine <laughs> like I would have never been like oh it's because I'm cooler than you I have swagger it's fine you can't see it yourself because you have all these stories about all that one time when you weren't cool and like whatever for me and like this one time when you said something funny and the person didn't understand your joke and then you felt like a loser so like clearly you're not cool that can't be your it factor sure whatever it is some people their it factor is that they're really great at listening and they're really great at making people feel heard but they don't realize that that's a skill that they have because it's just this easy as breathing talent that you sort of Don't even recognize as a thing because doesn't everybody do that? Because it's that easy for you.
0: Yeah. Does this, sorry, as you're listening, I'm like thinking about like, 80 other people in my life that aren't photographers that don't have their own business. They're not entrepreneurs. They're working you know, just like day jobs, just doing the thing that like need to hear this. Like like, they need to figure out their own factor just to like move forward in life. Is that, I mean, right. I
1: think, I think everyone actually has a personal brand. I I'm totally like, I'm like, ah, call myself a business coach. I'm really a branding consultant. Everybody has their own personal brand when they like get dressed in the morning, when they like, I don't know, make their lunch when they are talking at the water cooler. They all have this certain thing that they bring to things. Yeah. Everyone's got a personal brand. It just, people just need to pay more attention to it.
0: Yeah, I dig it. So what can, what can we do to help identify our it factor apart from going to your website and working with you? Are there any kind of like uh, steps that we can take to s- like work on that?
1: I think a lot of self-reflection is good. I think...
0: Um, when you say that, what like what do you mean? Because that's like a I bunch mean, of like, like buzzwords to me. Like, yeah. what is that? I mean, go to a quiet place and like meditate. Like, what do you oh, mean? No, I
1: don't do that shit. Uh, <laughs> no, I think things like, okay, doing things like... Um, have you ever heard of the Fascination Adv- Advantage by Sally Hogshead, I think is her name?
0: No, but I like it's,
1: it. It's my number one thing I make clients do. It's this, like, uh, online quiz thing. And it tells you the two ways that you fascinate people and then it gives you your two fascination advantages. And then it gives you one disadvantage, which is your lowest ranking thing. So my, I, my like, Personality archetype is called the avant-garde, and my number one fascination advantage is prestige, which is my like I'm better than you. It's fine. And then <laughs> number two is
0: innovation. I hope mine's prestige too. You hope
1: so, right? Yeah. Probably it's okay. I feel you. Uh, so my number one and number two ways of interesting people, like getting people interested in me, and like wanting them to like they need to connect with me, is because. I have prestige and because I'm innovative. So running the same program twice in a row does nothing for me because mm-hmm. there's no innovation in it. Mm-hmm. Um, pricing things cheap does zero for me because there's no prestige factor. They have to want to save for it. They have to want to earn it. They have to want to like, oh, it's this thing I want. I've had it on a Pinterest board for six months and then I put it on a dream board and that's how it happens. Like they need to have that. Without it, there, there's no point. If When I sell things for cheap, Less people buy them. Yeah, And then my disadvantage is alert, which is like paying attention to all the little tiny details, making sure that every comma is in the right place, making sure I'm perfect everywhere is actually the least interesting thing about me. Yeah. So if I were to make sure that everything was perfect all the time and that like everything launched exactly when it was supposed to and like this is the next – Smart thing for me to do would be to run an e-course on this and then make it a DIY, whatever. Like, it would be so uninteresting because it's the, like, all the little bits of details that need to go into that. When I fly by the seat of my pants... It's like it's people like it so much more.
0: Yeah, I dig that, and this is so actionable, you guys. You got to go check this out. We'll we'll drop a link down there for you guys. But howtofascinate.com, dot com. Mm. Uh, that's 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 really sweet. Um, okay, hey Nick, I got to take a quick a quick little break here just to thank some people that I really like, and then um and then I want to talk uh, a little bit more about some more specifics here in terms of like actionable steps to take um to really move the needle on this and 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 understanding why people buy from you. Um but okay, so real fast, there's some companies out there that I love. Uh, and as I bring these up, you guys, uh, I'm only talking about people, um, companies that I use personally, that I actually believe in, um, that have actually helped us grow as a business. So uh, first one, we were talking about prints earlier, and some prints are arriving to my house today. They would have arrived yesterday. I ordered them Friday, by the way, you guys. Uh, and then they would have arrived Monday, but it was a, a holiday. Anyhow, but Miller's, Miller's, uh, Miller's Lab is just incredible. We've got six canvases that are going to be on my porch for me to hang as soon as I, uh, as soon as I arrive home today um, from a family session and the reason we use Miller's the reason that we make sure that our clients are getting Miller's is because well, hey, I just brought it up they're like freaky fast isn't that like Jimmy John's thing this is not sponsored by Jimmy John's but they're like crazy freaking fast man um, they do like next day shipping two-day shipping for free they get to your clients uh, more than just on time so many of the labs are just like slow but man they get there consistently um, like when I say consistently I I mean I've never had to return anything. Every every print has arrived, uh, drop shipped without me looking at it uh, in immaculate perfection. And then the, the last thing too is they actually just like give a rip. They give a rip about their customers um, and and so their customers would be you, right? But also they give a rip about your, your customers. So your clients and you as a photographer yeah, he's, he's got to check out Miller's Lab. And if you're not printing yet, then what the hell are you doing as a photographer? Go start printing. Use Miller's. Uh, uh, seriously, they won't let you down. Um, and they also love you guys. So they got some coupon codes for you. Um, let me pull this up real quick. If uh, they got 25% off their, their uh, signature albums, if you use the coupon code SFP, that's all caps, SFP25, SFP25. Cool. One more, Nick. I got one more I got to talk about. Do it. Tave. Dude, Tave freaking rocks our world over here because we're creatives and I'm a mess. Like my whole, dude, if you could see my desk right now, it's a mess. Um, Tave helps to keep us organized and keep moving forward in regards to all of the relationship management that goes on uh, with our studio. I'm talking about tracking leads and and clients and orders and contracts and payments and tax shenanigans um, and questionnaires and then automated emails and, and systems and workflows. You guys, all this stuff, I know these are just like lots of words, but they really help you to customize a workflow for if you're a solopreneur or you have a studio it doesn't matter you get to set it up and then keep track of everything with tabe um, and it just takes like more than anything man it just takes stress out of your life uh, and I'm I'm tired of stressing so seriously check out Tave. we've been on it for um, years and it's just been incredible Uh they love you guys too and so you get 20% off in an extra free month if you use my link and that will help me out a little bit I think they gave me like an extra like i don't know a couple of days or something but whatever you can do that if you'd like um use the coupon code 6figure photography 6figure six photography all caps no spaces cool you guys check it out thanks millers thank you tave for all the love and support you give uh you give us and and the community so nick thanks bro appreciate Back. it we're back. We're doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me, let me hop back over here. So, um, you were just talking about some, some really practical things that you can do to kind of identify, uh, your it factor. And and the number one that you said was just to go to how to fascinate uh, and kind of work through a couple of those things. Anything else?
1: So how to fascinate, figure out what your advantage is, and then try and think of like, okay, how, where are ways that i am doing that and it's working where are ways that i'm not doing that and it's or like i'm doing something else and it's working where are ways that i'm like looking all all the things that worked and be like okay why did that work where does this fit in this one way to fascinate whatever yeah. there's like 8000 other but and then once you find what that thing is even if it's just your fascination advantage like if if prestige is your fascination advantage okay when you respond to a client inquiry how do you fit some prestige in there? What does that look like? What does that sound like? I know that my it factor personally is the, is prestige and innovation. And like my own little it factor thing is that I'm cool. And so no matter what my response is like, Hey, I've got a bit of a waiting list because that, that brings the prestige in. and it's 90% of the time true. But even if it's not, I don't do the, like, I'm going to get back to you right away because I'm just sitting around on my iPhone waiting to talk to you because that does not feed my prestige. The I always make sure that there's some sort of a joke that I really talk to my clients like we're sitting having this conversation right now. I shoot the shit with them. I tell them to throw throw some dates at me, bro. Like that's a thing that I say <laughs> even if I spell throw wrong, but uh it's okay because my alert is my least is my least interesting thing so I can have a, a typo. Yeah. It's making sure that you're putting all of those little bits of things in the stupidest crap like your canned responses. Yeah. You know?
0: Can I ask a question? I think yeah. a lot of our audience who's listening, um, they, I'm going to kind of put myself in their shoes for a moment because mm-hmm. I think that many of them are getting started. They're, they're trying to figure out how to go full time. They're trying to figure out how to make more money. They're trying to figure out, honestly, how to create better imagery to attract you know, better clients and I think that's where a lot of their focus is. Um, should this be, I mean, a priority? Is this is when is too when is it too early to start thinking about your it factor? Um or is it just not? Is this is this the priority? I mean, what's your opinion on this? And I know that it, clearly you're going to have technically a biased opinion, but yet it's I true. think you also still. But but let's be real. I think too you're genuine enough to not give us you know some sort of fabricated answer just because it would in some way help you. But I, yeah, wh- yeah. Wh- what's your what's your thought?
1: So I think the biggest thing with like knowing where your it factor is, I don't think you need it from day one, but I think you need it from like day ten. Here's the thing: if you're going to spin your wheels in a certain direction, like let's. Let's start it going in the right way, right? I don't think, I mean, I on a regular basis with give me that it, talk people out of doing a website with us. Because, like, we're nine grand. And, like, guess what? Most photographers don't need a $9,000 website. Your Squarespace or Profoto or Show It or Divi site is, no one else in your city cares if it's custom, you know? They care that, like, your personality is in it. They care that the words you're using speak to them. So it's that thing of, like, I mean, if you are going to get an it factor instead of paying your rent, you shouldn't do it. But, like, if you are at the spot where you're like, okay, I'm making some money. I need to put back into my business. Guess what? That extra lens is not really going to get you any further. At the end of the day, you're not really selling your photography anymore. You're selling yourself and you're selling the like the person that you are the person that's going to show up the way you're going to see things and that the photography is this really amazing product that gets you in the door with them at the end of the day you're not selling photos anymore you're selling yourself to someone that needs photos
0: yeah. does that make sense totally totally does i love this um this is getting me really inspired like i i I want to like work with you. We're going to talk. And we're, we're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk. I we're love this. It. And this is you guys on that note too, like you should never stop improving. Like even Olympic athletes have coaches. Like even the best mm-hmm. the best. If you're out there and you're thinking I got my shit locked down, I don't need this. Guess what? You need it. Um and you, or, you, you, you need something, right? You, a and a minute, you but sh-
1: then the industry changes and then your I, shit is no longer exactly, locked down. You're
0: like Yep. Like,
1: what do you do? <laughs> 100%.
0: Um, Nick, this has been incredible. Where can people find out more about you, about what you do?
1: Uh, www.epicdanger.com.
0: Boom. Dude, how many times have people wanted to buy that website from you?
1: No one has actively asked yet, but really? I'm sure it's coming. How
0: cool. much you want for that site? <laughs> so, much. <laughs> so much. So much. So many dollars. Yeah, oh, so many. man. Okay, so epicdanger.com. Um, social media, you on that?
1: Yeah, I'm on the Instagram
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, at epic danger I'm on Facebook but I kind of hate it yeah and Twitter no one gives a shit about Twitter anymore do they I don't think so (laughs) let's be
0: real if you're on Twitter just stop
1: (laughs) I mean I think I have a I have a handle but like I can't tell you the last time I used it
0: yeah okay cool Nick thank you so much this has been awesome we'll make sure to get um, some links out there to everyone uh, in the show notes Um, this has been great Uh, I really appreciate it love you man (laughs) bye Nick you guys, I really enjoy that. Girl, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, so the conversation is continuing between Nick and I. I'm actually going to reach out to her. Uh, I'm really fascinated with um, having someone else really help to identify what my it factor is. And I think it's actually worth the investment. If, if you haven't taken a look at her website, you guys go check out epicdanger.com. It's really fun. It's a great read. And, and it's a great example of what being authentic to yourself looks like uh, about really owning your it factor and just putting that out there. Uh, take a look at it. Um, look, if you guys want to have uh, a little bit more access to me, uh, follow uh, follow my Six Figure Photography Facebook page, Six Figure Photography on Facebook, and I do daily live videos for you guys, at least Monday through Friday. I come to you guys live on Facebook and um, and bring you behind the scenes at Style Story Creative, our studio, at Six Figure Photography, what's going on. We do live critiques, uh, live editing sessions. Um, sometimes it's Q&A Friday. Uh, so take a look at us there. Make sure to follow along and get the live updates. As well, we're on Instagram. I'm always on there hopping on, doing stories, usually on my way to work or from work, and trying to drop some value bombs on you guys. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much for your support, for your love, for your care, for what we do at SFP. It's, it's so appreciated. This is why I do what I do is because, well, there's people like you actually listening. So uh, here we go. Uh, we'll talk soon. Episode 28 is next. Cheers, everybody.